Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Today we're going to go ahead and talk about something that's very important to us uh, at this time of the year. It's marketing plans. Uh, Allendale's got our uh, annual Outlook Conference, or the Ag Leaders Conference, uh, starting next week. And uh, that kind of sets uh, sets the tone for uh, getting set up for a marketing plan. So, Mike, what is it that we should be looking at right now? What kind of data do we need to get from our customers, and what what are we looking for uh, to to help us get set up on this uh, on this plan? Well, what we should be looking for is next thing we have is this planting perspectives report. What are you planting? What is it could be most beneficial? What what's the outlook looking like? And that's why we put this conference on as early as we do, because uh, you get to know the macros, you get to know the micros. What economically speaking is the best thing to be planting this year and with the unknown of the china deal and what that means for pricing what that means for sales what that means for really everything in the ag sector it's going to be important to make sure that you at least have a baseline a blueprint of what your marketing plan is going to be going into this year whether or not it's beneficial to be planting beans corn wheat whatever sauce you're looking at uh, so we need to know what kind of land you have, what kind of rotation you're doing. What are we looking for in the longer-term picture for this year? Because, like I just said, there's there's a known when it comes to the China purchases when they're going to happen. But well, that's don't, also- you, don't you feel as we go into uh – you know the end of uh, the end of January, beginning of February. Here, most most farmers would generally have an idea of what they're going to be planting. It's not going to be uh, a fluid thing. It's it's pretty well pretty well set in stone at this point. Don't you feel like that should uh, we should be able to have those conversations at this point? Or do you think that you know price variance from now until maybe early March could could sway some people? I think it swings a few people. I think a, a good amount of farmers and producers, they they know what they're going to be planting, but they also have to share that with their banker, their broker, and everyone connected. It's a big operation for everyone connected to it. So we need to know what you're planting, when you're planting it, how much you're expecting. So that way we can put together, okay, where should we be pricing out? Why does that make sense from a break-even standpoint? Mm-hmm. All of this stuff that contributes to the farm we everyone needs to know the details so that way everyone's on the same page going forward so that's more so where we're sitting at here yes i do think that a couple million acres might be swayed one way or another depending on what happens in this next month knowing that that china deal does start 30 days from the signing so looking at that 14th to 20th of february for them to really start coming back to this market but we should also have some kind of game plan about are we hedging at this level why or why not? What are we doing to look out for cash sales? All that good stuff that goes into a marketing plan. And this will be this will be based uh, a lot of the conversations we have uh, over the next uh, couple of months will all be based uh, at least to a degree on what we're going to put out for our price objectives and strategies at the uh, at the Allendale uh, Ag Leaders Conference. And that's why it's so important for us to uh, to be in contact with our customers and and understand, you know, what plays into their decisions and getting them the best opportunity to get profitable and stay profitable. Mm-hmm. So it looks uh, it, to me, um, you know, just just off the cuff, to me it looks like 
this year when it comes to corn, it's take advantage of any kind of a price rally that uh, you know takes you to maybe 420 to 440 and make sure you make your sales. You may want to front run a little bit, but when it comes to the potential for China, the tough part is going to be on this on this bean market. How much upside is there going to be and when does that upside come in? Cuz normally we've had years where we've we've started hedging beans immediately after the conference. Is that going to be the case right now? I mean, front month beans are at 916. I think uh, what uh, uh, your 940, 950 on on November beans. So, boy, I'd hate to think that we're going to come right out of this conference uh, with as much demand as as we expect and start hedging. It it might be a, a delayed a delayed move, or it might have to be a a different type of uh, strategy as we go forward here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this point, we obviously haven't seen any Chinese sales so far. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that deal does come into effect the middle part of February. So maybe we start seeing it after the conference. Maybe we, that's when we start seeing it. Or since South America's crop is right around the corner, maybe we do see it the second half of the year. But uh, let me throw it back to you because I know someone in this room is definitely doing the bean mm-hmm. part of the conference. I am. So what do you give us a little hints at what you're going to be looking at. Well, what I'm looking at is the potential for a grind higher into uh into the fall with some delayed uh delayed demand from from China. Uh kind of more backloading the the demand. And I do think uh it's important to look at that and say, you know what? I don't have to sell the top but I have to make sales where where it makes sense. So if if you make a sale at ten dollars, and we still think that the upside takes you to eleven eleven dollars, you need to be aware that yes, you could still sell more along the way. You don't have to do all of it at that ten dollar mark. So mm-hmm. I think what I what I'm looking at, and I not to give anything away because I don't have my presentation done yet, but I think what I'm looking at is kind of tearing into that. Uh, stair-stepping into that sale and kind of being fluid with it. If we see, you know, certain, if we see $10 or we see $10.20, we'll start to look at making sales around there. And we're going to talk about cash sales too. We don't necessarily want to do it all on the board and we don't want to necessarily do it, want to do it all through HTAs or the, or through the elevator. So there's going to be a combination and it's going to be important that we stay in touch on this stuff because they're, there will be opportunity, and we have to make sure that we're okay with making sales at certain levels as long as it means that we're profitable on those. And you can lose on your hedge. In fact, that's important that everybody understands. If you lose on your hedge, you actually are making money on cash. So we can't get wrapped up in the idea that, oh, I you know, I should have never bought that put or I should have never sold – I should have never sold futures at that level. If it makes sense, that's when you need to do it. And then you have to deal with the cash uh, later on. But you always have that opportunity that you can change your mind. When you sell cash in in advance, a lot of times that's that's a done deal. You can't get out of that if you feel like you sold it too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much like life insurance. Like I'm not waking up every day going, like, oh, no, I made it another day in life. I can't believe I paid for that. Right. 
<laughs> right. It's an insurance policy. Well, it's something to make sure that you're doing well and you're staying above your break-evens. Now let's look at, at the other thing here with, with you, Mike. You're going to be doing the wheat presentation at the conference. Wheat's on a, on a tear. Wheat yeah, it looks is. really good. Mm-hmm. So is this something that you're, you're getting excited that this could be, have some, some longevity to it? Or is this something that you're looking at and saying, we should be making sales now? I mean, without giving away too much. Yeah, without giving away too much, wheat's definitely, uh, it's, it's up in a good area right now. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave you guys on the energy seat here because... Well, what's driving it? Let's talk about that. Without, you know, what's driving it? Because you hear about exports are good, but where's the next leg come in? Because we see a down day in corn and beans like we have, yet the the wheat has a stellar day where it's up, you know, 8, 10 cents. Wheat's in a great area right now where there is a lot of resistance areas we're bumping into where they're recent, where they were highs on this continuously active chart. Uh, so you're going to be seeing these larger volume pushes through these highs, and it comes incrementally about every nickel now. So it's it's going to look very exciting, uh, and you got a few things that is playing into it. You got uh, still a little bit worried, like we did. I think it was the fall of 2018 with the potential of uh, halting grain exports at a certain level over in Russia. You got uh, Australia, that really is not a vent, but it's still there. You got deliverable wheat stocks falling. You got a bunch of factors that are factoring in right now. And to, to say that we're going to have longevity and to see this market really continue to just go screaming higher, I'm not too sure at this point. Now, I, do you, when you start to come up with your ideas, are you treating. Uh, one week contract uh, t- uh, similar to the others uh, where, you know, you've got your Kansas City wheat, uh, you've got your your uh, Chicago wheat, which are winter varieties. But you also have, you know, the stuff from the 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 north, uh, the northern plains where it's not going to be planted until this spring. Are you are you marketing differently or are you going to attempt to market differently on those? I'm going to attempt to be looking at what the spreads do various times a year what those are telling you. Uh, right now you're going to be watching the Chicago wheat contract because that is the front runner at this point. Mm-hmm. You've been seeing these Chicago Casey, the Chicago Minneapolis spreads really act very irregular over the last year. Uh, so get a be bring that into account. And seasonals, is this a seasonal move for wheat or not? What are we looking at there? Uh, what are we looking at the world environment? Because wheat's being grown all over the place all the time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of variables to be playing an account, but uh, you will be seeing some various ideas about the various wheat markets because not everyone trades just Chicago. For more information, please give us a call, 800-262-7538. We're going to be starting that conference next Tuesday with True Winner of World Weather Group. So today for Allendale, Mike Lung, Craig McBride, you guys have a great one. 